Hello, everyone. My name is Donna Tatro. I am a parenting journalist and author, and I am so excited to be here. I am just delighted that Cheryl and her team asked me to speak today to all of you. I want to let you know a little bit about me. Um, as I said, I'm a parenting journalist, and I actually have two boys who are 14 and 15 years old, and I am in it with you right now. I um, know all of the emotions that you're feeling. I get it. The waves that we have to ride during this time of adolescence. But I wanted to talk to you about connection. And um, the reason I got into parenting journalism was to try to understand my boys the best way that I could and interview all kinds of experts in the field and then disseminate that information as a TV parenting journalist. And I've had the opportunity to write a parenting book uh, called The Castle Method, which uh, is an acronym used as a metaphor to build the castle or the family of your dreams, not the perfect family. <laughs> there are no perfect families. There are no perfect kids or parents, but to build the best version of your unique family. And um, I love speaking to parents like you who are in it with me in the trenches right now. Um, and I've also written two children's books uh, called Dear Me, Letters to Myself for All of My Emotions and Dear Me, I Belong. And I want to go ahead now and share my screen with you so that we can start and talk about what I really want to talk to you about today, which is connection with our kids and why it's so important to stay connected to our kids um, during these tween and teen years. And we know from research that it really is imperative that we do that. Um, and as I said, I'm a parent right now um, to two boys who are 14 and 15 years old, and it's not an easy road all the time, but there are these times, these moments where we see this great time um, of the teenage years. And while we need to stay connected, I think it's really important for us to understand that we need to be connected in a new way, very different from how we connected when our kids were younger, but that connection is so, so imperative. So let's move on. So connection, um, we know during this time, there's significant change and growth, both physically and emotionally with our kids. And um, staying connected with them in, in involves um, this ability for us to see who they are during this time. To kind of go back to how we felt when we were teens, completely different time that they're growing up in, obviously. But how did we feel when we were teens? How did we connect with our parents? Were we able to connect with them? Um, but knowing that we can connect with them and it's just going to be a new way. They need us now more than ever. Um, we know this from research. And so how do we accomplish this while they are actively moving toward independence in their lives, in all realms of their lives? They need to be able to be independent, but we do need to stay connected. So that's where I want to talk about interdependence. So this is a balanced and healthy dynamic where parents and their teens work together to foster the teen's growth, self-advocacy, and self-sufficiency while maintaining a supportive environment and being present. 
just kind of being there um, is really important. And I like to tell my boys during this time that I'm going to kind of uh, move in and out of being uh, mom, the old mom, but also being kind of this life coach to them to help them get to the places that they want to get to into adulthood to guide them. Um, and, you know, look, it's really natural for them to seek this independence right now, but it's also important to keep them able to know that they can rely on our guidance and our support, um, that we do have something to offer to them, but it's how do we do this? How do we um, manage this with them? And so it really is a good time to level up on that interdependent parenting. So we know from research that there's a lot of benefits to this interdependence. We know improved communication because when you are communicating with your child, um, teen, um, letting them know that you respect what they have to say, um, that's showing them some interdependence. Um, we also know from research that they um, exhibit greater self-reliance and self-confidence. And it's important for us to think and stop and wonder, how do we help our kids develop this self-confidence? Um, what are we doing in the home to develop that self-confidence? You might notice that I am in my kitchen, spend a lot of time communicating and speaking to my boys in the kitchen um, with that communication and building that um, self-confidence, um, having the conversations at the dinner table is really, really important. We also know from interdependence research that the benefits can be a reduction in um, risky behavior. Look, our kids, our teens are wired for this risky behavior right now. It's uh, what their brain is telling them, wiring them to do. That's how they make these leaps in adulthood by taking chances. But we want to reduce these risks that can cause um, an issue to their safety. Um, more benefits, academic achievement, um, performance. Um, this is where a lot of parents kind of pull the brake on um, their high schoolers and say, you know, it's up to you, you gotta figure this out. Um, while that's really important, and if your teen is able to do that, have at it. If they can't though, it's really important to support those educational goals. So. Um, when we are saying to our kids, we expect you to do your best, whatever that looks like, if you're not a straight A student, that's okay, but what is your best? And then supporting them in those goals um, is really important to get them to be who they want to be and to not get into that perfect college, but just to be that lifelong learner that's really important for them. We also know greater emotional well-being is present with interdependence because our kids are able to feel more secure and supported, and that can reduce that stress and show better mental health outcomes. And again, we are preparing them for adulthood. So this is where we're at. This is what we want to do. We're teachers to them. We're coaches to them right now. Our connection is that way now is teaching and coaching and being open to what they want to achieve in adulthood. So what does interdependence look like? Um, it's the connection that 
you're looking for in these teen years. I know it because I want to stay connected to my kids, but I know that it feels different. It looks different. They don't want to hang out with us the way they used to. They want to be with their friends, which is natural and normal. So how can we um, have this connection? First, building trust. We have to trust our kids now is the time. If we show our kids that we trust them, they will then learn how to trust themselves. So this can look as simple as high schoolers picking their own classes. Yeah, as a parent, you might know, hey, this might look better on your um, transcript for college, but you know what? If that class isn't intrinsic to them, are they going to really want to learn? So knowing and trusting that they understand what is best for them. And then you know what? If they make a mistake about it, that's okay. They have to learn how to fail as well. So just trusting them in their decisions and their choices as much as you can. Also, building emotional security is really important. We have to teach our kids how to feel and manage their emotions. Um, most of us who are parents now likely did not learn from uh, our own parents about how to manage emotions or even talk about feeling our emotions. That just wasn't what was going on in parenting during um, when we were growing up. But now we know more, we know better. And so we wanna build that emotional security. So how do we do that? What does that look like? Kid comes home and is upset, overwhelmed, takes it out on you. Um, it's their safe space. Instead of denying that emotion, um, ignoring that emotion, helping them identify, you know, you're frustrated, why? feeling that frustration, and then helping them move on to a more positive emotion. Um, look, you're not going to go from anger to joy um, in one fell swoop. That's just not going to happen. But what you can do is show your child that um, emotions are uh, fade, they're impermanent, and you can maybe move from anger to frustration up on that emotional scale. Okay. Next is providing acceptance. We know from research, lots of research, decades, in fact, um, from Dr. Ronald Rohner, he spoke and talked and researched about um, acceptance and rejection and the effects of rejection on the brain. It actually changes the structure of the brain and even perceived rejection changes the brain. So knowing this, our kids, their brains are developing at high speed right now um, in these teen years. So really providing true acceptance, accepting who they are. I'm going to go back to, you know, the student acceptance. Is your kid really a straight A student? If they're not, accept who they are. Is your kid that athlete? If they're not, accept who they are. Little quick story on this. Um, I was speaking and a mom said, you know, I really want my um, son to play sports. And I said, um, why? And she said, you know, I just want him to have that team um, camaraderie. I want him to learn how to work with others, but he just doesn't want to play sports. And I said, well, what does he like to do? He likes to play chess, she said. I said, so could he be on a chess team and learn those same skills? And she said, yes. It was about her wanting him to do something that she thought was best for him. But that's not truly accepting who your child is, who your child is intrinsic to them. So he can learn those same skills 
playing chess on a team. The next is fostering compassionate communication. This is key. Communication, we've talked about that earlier, but compassionate communication is even more important. And compassionate communication um, is something that it can be used throughout your family, um, parents, kids, and also be compassionate to yourself. I want to give you a quick story um, about my son, a teenager. When he was 14, he's 15 now, but we were having kind of a battle um, about a curfew and a party that he wanted to go to. Um, I'm in ninth grade. I should be able to go to parties now, et cetera. I wasn't really um, comfortable. I needed more details to be able to make the decision. We went our separate ways because it got a little bit heated. And I said, I'm going to go here. You go there. Let's just take a break and we'll come back and talk about it. When he came back to me about 40 minutes later, the first thing he said to me was, can I have more compassion from you? So my, I was like, wow, I, I can't believe I had two things that went through my mind. Wow. My, you know, 14 year old son is able to articulate to me that he needs more compassion from me. And second, oh, geez, I'm failing as a mom. But what that really teaches me and hopefully is an example for you is that at any time you can reset your communication with your team and you can show them that compassion that they need and that they're asking for. And in my case, specifically asking for. And so we were able to communicate, talk about it. I told him I would do my best to be more compassionate. Um, and in that, I did articulate to him as well that I need to be um, compassionate to myself here and uh, let you know that I am doing the best that I can um, as well. So how do you show compassion in your communication? Um, another one, maintaining boundaries for safety purposes. You know, parents set appropriate limits and rules ensuring safety and well-being. Um, so we want to make sure that the boundaries are there, but also, giving a little bit of space on, on what they can do as well. They need to be independent. So we're trying to work together to support each other on how you can be most safe. So um, when you're putting those boundaries in place, that's when a lot of the time you've got a lot of angst and a lot of things going on. So how do you learn um, to not take things so personally when our kids are fighting these boundaries, um, the rolling of the eyes, the feel of disrespect. I know there's a speaker who's speaking about disrespect. I cannot wait to listen to that. But thinking about how can we not take it so personally? Um, it's just part of their developing um, into their independence. It's really important too for those boundaries to know their friends. You know, who are they hanging out with? You know, we want you to be with friends who are like-minded, who share the same value systems as far as like education, wanting to do your best, um, having extracurriculars. Um, of course, friends are going to have different um, values and, and thinking, but um, are we in line? Are we aligned with um, what we're, our goals are in life? And so um, all of these things toward interdependence leads toward that independence that our kids really want. And, and that's 
how we can really connect with our kids. Um, that's the way that we can show our kids that, now look, I'm still here for you, but I do realize that you're growing and developing and learning to be the person that you are supposed to be in this life. Um, so again, it's not always an easy road. I'm going to stop the share here. Um, it's not always an easy road, but we can do um, the things that we want to do with our teens during this time of their life. We do want to still connect with them. I, I know I do. So I know all of you do as well. It's just the way that we go about it. So um, I hope this has helped. I hope this lets you know that um, we're all in this together. None of us is a perfect parent. None of us has a perfect child. Our families are all evolving. We're all evolving along this journey, uh, all these different steps. So be easy on yourself. I talked about that compassion. I talk a lot about that in my parenting book, The Castle Method, um, about self-compassion for parents. Um, when we show ourselves self-compassion, we um, are modeling that for our kids and that is good for their mental health and well-being and for their independence as they grow um, and become the adults that they're always meant to be. So I hope you've enjoyed this. Um, I, I wish you the best of luck on your journey. Um, you can always find me um, on my website at donatatro.com. You can also find me on Instagram at donatatro. Um, you can see my short videos um, from NBC and um, some of my talks as well. But good luck. This is a great journey. Enjoy it. But no, it's a tough road too. have a great day. And thanks so much, Cheryl and your team. This has been an awesome opportunity. Take good care, everybody.